Hello and welcome to Gender Nebulous Podcast. I'm Vicky Hodges and my lovely co-host is Miss Frida Wallace. Hello Frida, how are you? I'm alright, thank you. So today we are going to be doing a review, a reaction review of a video that Frida did. She did an appearance on GB News last week on the Dan Wooten Tonight Show, a little bit Mm -hmm. controversial. But um, do you want to explain what you were doing, Freedom? Why you did it? Well, I uh, I was asked by I put my name forward to talk on trans issues generally because I just thought, you know, they talk about trans people a hell of a lot. Um, at first, I I com- I complained to them originally, and I said, why do you keep doing this? Because, you know, you don't platform anybody. You know, there's there's there's, there's people you could contact. You know, like India Willoughby, um, for one. You know, there aren't many, obviously, but originally my my point to them was like, if you're going to talk about trans people, at least include trans people on the programme. Yeah, so and it was a got, lack of trans voices that kind yeah. of got so, your interest so, in, so in trying to do a, it. So what happened was a young researcher contacted me and said, well, we don't get a lot of offers, but if you'd like to come on and talk to somebody... And at first I was like, nah, you know what I mean? Because I, I know the kind of thing GB yeah. News GB is. GB News, it's not going to be good, is it? And I was kind of cynical about what they do. And I thought, why, why am I watching this rubbish anyway? Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, they can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> you know, I want, I want to counter what they're... I do want to counter their points. Because if I could counter their... Um, well, it's just wrong, isn't it? A lot yeah. of the stuff they say. It's a lot of fear mongering rubbish. I'm not sure how their uh, ratings are doing. They were pretty shocking when they began. I don't think they've improved that much anyway. So. Well, they don't. I mean, they're way up in the kind of free view numbers. It's kind of kind of weird that I was like two numbers down from Babe Station. <laughs> <laughs> Safest place to put it, probably. You know. But you know that's where we are. But but the thing is, I I like. I like talking to people that disagree with me and I like having that kind of, I like testing the argument, right? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so so somebody contacted me and they said, look, we're going to platform Lisa Townsend. And to be honest, I didn't know too much about her. I'd seen a name come up, but it was always in association with that organization, Fair Cop. Yeah. Which we know are a kind of trans hostile group. And I thought, well, okay, but I'm going to have to do my research. And so I said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And then they said, right, we'll we'll give you a call. So, Yeah, so so just for our listener, Lisa Townsend is the PCC for Surrey. So tonight's question that Dan had posed, do you want to just ex- explain what it, what it was? Well, it, what it was was there'd been an article in the Daily Mail obviously lobbied by, I mean, God knows who really, but they, these things are lobbied into the press. Like, so so an advert, it's like an advert in the Daily Mail for the cause, basically, but what it was saying was that trans police officers could would have the right to search, strip search, they use the, the term strip search, a female person, Right. And the premise that the, the the kind of angle of the article was that this is a threat to women. Right? If like say if a, a trans officer is on the beat 
<laughs> this is the way they yeah. they they put it forward. Yeah. They could strip search, but we know you know there's different levels of search, and strip search means you know it could mean just taking somebody's coat off. It could just mean asking them to open out the pockets, basically. But um, the way it's posed in the Daily Mail is that that trans officers were gonna start intimately searching female members of the public. That's the that's the fear mongering element of it. And there wasn't actually enough in this article to make it a full page. So they actually added some stuff about prisons. They added some stuff about self ID. And this is why Lisa Townsend was asked to come on to this because she's part of that she was part of putting that article in the Daily Mail. So did did something happen that you know would trigger this particular topic to be brought up at this stage nothing no nothing at all no there's been no complaint from any female member of the public there's been no um as far as i know i mean i, I did look yeah, into well, it I can't, yeah. I can't find a single instance so it makes you kind of wonder why they suddenly decided to talk about this topic why this why this mm. why this is news now why it's right. on the gb news show you know it's like what's the What's the issue that suddenly triggered it and why, why you want to well, talk about it? Well, it's very hard for me to prove, but I suspect that this is to do with the LGBA who do have links to the Daily Mail and through Tufton Street. We know that the lobby groups will pay for this kind of thing. Because when, when the Daily Mail want to create fear, they don't care about what the target of that... They, they do the same thing about foxes when the, the, the foxing lobby group want to do, like that fox, evil foxes are going to eat your children was actually one of the headlines. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to the Daily Mail what the subject is. They're just paid to fear monger. So it's probably just on, on someone's list, let's talk about this topic now, yeah, even though there's yeah, nothing so, going so on in reality. They're paid to fear monger on behalf of lobby groups. Yeah. And it's basically an advert for that lobby group. That's how it works. That's how yeah. the Daily Mail work. They're not really journalistic stories. They're hack jobs that advertise the intentions of certain lobby groups for what, you know, and they pay for that. Yeah. So just before we play the video, let's just talk about how we understand the law around this issue. Mm. So the, the Equality Act um, 2010, you know, it's uh, it's an act that, protects people from discrimination and harassment and there's nine protected characteristics gender reassignment is one of them sex is one of them mm. you know there's quite there's nine of them all together so it it's a it's an act of parliament which protects people from these things it doesn't it doesn't give you extra rights it's not giving trans people rights it's not giving anybody rights based on sex so no. i just want to kind of make that clear to begin with it's it's all about you know what you know, what you're supposed to not do in terms of discrimination mm -hmm. and harassment. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to make that point. Um, I don't think this really comes into the territory of the Gender Recognition Act at all. It's not really about GRA reforms or no, anything, is it? It's still with being employed. If you're employed by the police, they oversee whatever their trans policy is. Um, it's that that dictates what what their um, protections... Yeah, so, so and... the police force will have guidance around this topic of who can do strip searches. And I believe there's different levels of strip search, you know, from removing coats, socks and shoes, being the most kind of basic, to kind of a more 
um, intimate mm. search where you you may be having to take off top clothes or bottom clothes, but that's normally done in a you know in an area where nobody else can see by a senior officer. And then if you you know if you have to go to the next level, which is I guess it would be cavity searches. Mm. I mean that kind of thing would have to be done in a medical setting by somebody who's medically trained to do it. So you're talking about, you know, doctor yes. or nurse at that point, not not so, a police officer. Yes. Yeah, so when they talk about intimate searching, they're not talking about, you know, on the street. If, if somebody's suspect, like, you've got to think about why somebody would need to be searched, yeah. first of all. Yeah. So the, they but would have been arrested. Yeah. And you, you would see them as a potential threat to themselves or others. Yeah. So not only is the a potential threat to the officer doing the search, mm. you know, this, this question they're posing is all around what happens if the officer is trans or what if the individual's trans? I mean, that's another aspect yeah. that they're not even considered. Well, well, the, the thing that comes across from, from Lisa Townsend is she's not really interested in protecting anybody because it's more likely that a police officer would encounter a trans person on the street than it is for them yeah. to be a trans police officer. Yeah, in the because first I don't place. think there are any trans police officers actually on the Surrey force. Maybe one or two. I don't know. I don't know the well, facts. Well, you'll on that. see in in the video she does try to um, claim that she's spoken to somebody, but that can be. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying she's lying, but but there's not going to be many, is there? I it's mean, not. It's not the point of the argument, is it? So no, but. I think the more likely scenario is that a police officer is searching someone who's trans, you know, trans woman or a trans man. So, mm. you know, and, the, you know, the Equality Act does allow police officers to search people of the same gender. You know, someone who oh. is going through transition is protected by the Equality Act and therefore can mm. can do these searches. But it also is covered by the, you know, the police guidance for each force so yeah i imagine it must be very difficult for a police if you're a, if 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 you're a somebody that is a you know you, you're overseeing a, a a bunch of officers in a particular area and you and somebody says what if the person's non i'm sure this comes up in meetings where yeah, they'll say what if the person's non-binary what if the person's trans what if they well so they have to write this stuff into yeah. the you know um, guidance, but yeah. it's always guidance because we know the police the, yeah. anyway are not good at, you know, they're not, they're not there. We know about police brutality. We know what's going on in the police at the moment. And the fact that Lisa Townsend is concentrating on this just makes a mockery of a, a job title, really. Yeah, I mean, what happens, you know, you work in the ambulance service, so you must come across similar kinds of issues. Mm, so yeah. I mean, what what do you do in the ambulance service for for these things? Well, the thing is, if if I'm working alone, sometimes I'm solo. I'll be out on the road on my own, and if I after most of the time, I'm not doing any kind of personal care. I'm not doing any kind of intimate thing. The thing is that if if the thing is with it, the the thing it comes down to is mental health care. So have I sensed that there is a there's a, a female person and she's stressed and she's, you know, the last thing she's thinking about is whether I'm trans or not. She just she, they just want some kind of help, yeah. right? Yeah. Now sometimes, and this has happened, I've seen notes on patients 
and it said in the notes explicitly female member of staff only now that is because it might be two reasons it might be because that person has expressed in the past that they only ever want to be in the care of female female identified people or it might be which is more likely sometimes to do with mental health where that person has a history of accusing men right of being abusers mm -hmm. when it's on the record that when they've been in care or when they've been in that <clears throat> so what I, what I would do in that situation I would ring and say look I need a backup here I need a female member of staff to help me and yep. that's more to cover myself because I need a witness yeah so because I don't I don't want to be alone with somebody no. who is that vulnerable so those are specific kind of cases and rules around them but I can't talk about specific cases. All I, no, I'm that, just saying those would be specifics. I mean, mm, not, gen, I've, not I've, general. I've take, I have taken women to refuges. Mm -hmm. And I've taken women out of domestic violence settings. And what I know from that is there is just not enough resources. There's not enough money in the system for them to be cared for the way they want to be. And that that is the crux of it the fact that there is not in there's not enough people on the ground sometimes i wouldn't say all the time to make that the what what they've requested happen yeah uh, right so is they're saying that they need this specific thing where they say oh, we need a female member of staff there might not be so what do you do, do you, you can't leave them no you've got to do something don't you you've got to do something for <clears throat> them because because the 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 alternative is neglect. Yeah. So yeah. so you've got to make you've got to do a risk assessment in your head. Yeah, on the fly. And but 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 I will say that doesn't happen very often with me. Right. So I mean, the police different situation because the person's probably been is under arrest. The, the mm. you know they don't really have much of a say of what's going on in that situation. I'm not sure how the law stands on whether that person can actually request for a different officer to do the search, I don't know, for whatever reason. Well, well, well the, the, the main difference with the police, I would say, is that it's the level of stress, isn't it? It's like somebody, if, you, if you're arresting somebody, I mean, I can't imagine how stressful that must be for everybody involved in that. No, yeah, it depends on the situation. But so yeah, this is be. not to excuse police abuse, right? Don't get no, me no, wrong. No. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that I'm siding with the police when they're horrible. They 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 perpetrate abuses. What I'm saying is, I can understand why it happens. Hmm. Right? I can understand how things go wrong there because yeah. it's just the police will recruit and they won't vet. And yeah, we've seen a lot of cases where abusive police officers have done yeah, terrible things. Yeah, yeah, just things. this week, just this week, there's been a, a case of a police officer that's been done for rape. Yeah. That was a news story this morning. Right. Right. So, you know, if you if you were a police officer and you're in that situation, you know, there's always the option to say, look, I'm not comfortable doing this search for whatever reason. And you could, you could get another officer to do it anyway, couldn't you? It doesn't have to be you as a trans officer. You don't have to do that. You know, you can defer it to somebody else if you, mm. if that was a more appropriate thing to do in that situation. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say. So, I think they, I think no, this whole no, I question. Don't think, I, I don't ha- think any police officer should no. be on their own. Well, they won't. They always operate in pairs anyway, don't they? Yeah, and I don't think a male officer. They can always call know. for somebody else to come over, and they can, you know, these. This is going back at the station where they're doing this kind of stuff. So, but this goes back to this thing about you know this idea of woke policing. Like when when they try and recruit more female officers. And the same people will say, why are you doing that? You know, it's like, well, you're trying to, you're making the police force soft and all that. No, they need police, female police officers for this very reason. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when when they say, oh, why do we need ethnic minority police officers? It's because there are certain communities. It's about representation. That, rep, that you know, they don't, a lot of communities, unfortunately, don't trust the police. And that is the fault of the police and mm. nobody else. Yeah. And and I and I obviously I don't I don't work in the police so I can't I can't like speak for that but you know we know I know people that it's like you you know when it comes to pride and the police there are people that don't want the police at pride and I can understand that I can understand why you don't want that there because well you've got this you've got on one hand you've got the police trying to do inclusion and flying pride flags and you know doing all this and there are gay police officers we do know that we i speak to them but i can also understand why there are people out there that hate that idea because they've all been they've been treated like shit by the police in the past yeah and yeah. And, and and that's just the way it is so i guess we kind of we've, we've kind of explained what it's about what what your appearance on the show was was about and we've kind of explored one or two of the topics so are you ready to go through it yeah do you have to I mean, relive it have to relive the uh, the excitement dan's dan's uh, stuck in suspended well, animation there catching flies at the moment so. well i haven't really watched it since i've listened to bits of it because i had to clip some out of it but i've not listened to the whole thing so this right i'm funny. gonna i'm gonna press go so you know when it when i when i pause it we can uh, we can have a little chat around what's been said and then we'll yeah. start it up again so okay thank you all right off we go then a Surrey Police Commissioner has found herself at the centre of a blazing trans row after saying recently transitioned officers should not be allowed to conduct female strip searches. Leading crime czar Lisa Townsend, I'm delighted to say will join me in just a minute, is being slammed by campaigners for criticising current National Police Chiefs Council guidelines that advise forces to recognise the new identity of transgender officers from the moment they transition. It adds, once a transgender colleague has transitioned, they will search persons of the same gender as their own lived gender. So, you know, there we go, straight from the start. They're actually quoting what we were just talking about with the guidance from the police office, from the, you know, from the chief police yeah. officers, which, you know, once a transgender colleague has transitioned, you know, the, the, they are covered by the Equality Act. I mean, that that is the rules and the law at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Ready to but that, but that isn't as simple as somebody saying, turning up at work and saying, "Right, I'm Frida now, where I used to be Freddie, or whatever it is." That's not the same as that. No. But that is when you've gone to the doctor and you're actually yeah. under. There's a process you go through. You don't just turn up at work and go. Yeah, like, I'm going like, to be like... so and so today. No, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it takes I mean. Time. I, I, if you're non-binary or whatever, yeah. I, mean, I think. It, but you know, it's, we should point out that at any point in someone's transition, they are covered by the Equality Act for these kind of things. So you know, and the the NPCC guidance 
does allow this to happen. So, you know, it's it's not something that's up for question. It's already a settled issue. So, you know, again, I'm kind of back to the question is why is Dan having this question on his show? You know, it's like this issue has already been settled. Mm. Yeah. So let's let's carry on with the uh, with the video. In some cases, the searching officers can be swapped out if the detainee ejects. But what do you think? Should policing guidelines be changed to prevent trans officers from strip searching women? Email me down at gbnews.uk. Tweet me at gbnews. Our Twitter poll rang there too. The results shortly. But going head to the head to this now. Ah, uh, well, is the woman at the centre of this storm? Sorry, Police Commissioner Lisa Townsend. And the trans writer and host of the Gender Nebulous podcast, Frida Wallace. It's great to have both of you here. So, Lisa, do you Hi. want to set out your stall first and explain why you think this is important? Hi, Dan. Yeah, well, it is important because what we're talking about is women who are being searched, intimately searched, um, at a point when they're really vulnerable. So... They've been brought into custody. Any of us potentially could be brought into custody. Remember, these aren't women who have been tried or convicted of any crime at all. They've been brought into custody. Um, they may themselves be a victim of abuse, of trauma, have mental health issues. Um, and what we're doing is we're saying to them, well, the feelings of a male officer who may have very recently, as, as recently as this morning, decided that they would like to identify as a woman are more important than your sex-based rights. And that, to me, cannot be right and so so you know i'm just going to stop it there you know she's talking about sex-based rights mm -hmm. i don't believe there is such a thing as sex-based rights you know if she's what she's talking about is the equality act well um the sex-based rights there thing comes straight out of the um the, you know, uh, the yeah the playbook the gender the, critical the, playbook exactly and and she's obviously been briefed based on that you can tell by what she's saying that that's coming to her. She before this interview, I can imagine, can't prove it. She's fired off an email to say, "I'm doing this tonight. What are the what are the talking points? Blah blah blah." She she got it in front of her. Yeah. It's like a script. But the thing is, Dan starts there with this idea that you know, like trans women just decide to be trans at a certain point in the like there's like there's a point in your life you just go right i'll try that out yeah, I'm, you gonna, know? I'm gonna be trans <laughs> today because i don't yeah, like, like that. you know I'm, I'm, i've been fishing i did a bit of football I'll tell you what bored of yeah, that I'm, I'm sure if a, you know if a, if a police officer was to you know make the announcement that they're trans and they want to transition at work there's policies that you have to follow you know you they're, not, they're not going to suddenly allow to you to you know, it takes it takes months to go through that transitioning at work policy. I've I been mean, through even, it myself. Even, you know, it's not the timing. It's not that. I mean, even if it was just a date, it's not the point. It's the point is this idea that you're suddenly identifying, uh, uh, and and it's just a sudden realization you've had. You know, it's like yeah. And anyway, anyway it's some total nonsense. And she that. talks about male feelings. Well, you know, that's a bit disingenuous as well. You know. Well, what what's coming across already, and she's only spoken for a few seconds, is that she she believes that perhaps being trans is imagined. That's that's what I get. That's the yeah, feeling. That's I get the kind of vibe you get from it straight from the start, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. So we do need to take on a case-by-case -case basis. I'm not saying there should be a blanket policy here. I think that's really dangerous. But I do think that in the interests of protecting women, and we know that police aren't always 
um, as great as they should be. The vast majority of policemen, the vast majority of men, the vast majority of trans women are good people just trying to get on with their jobs. But if we've learned anything in the last few years, it is that we need to question some people, including, sadly, the police, about their motives. So she's trying to kind of conflate, you know, evil men as, as being trans women. You know, she's trying to, like, compare the two as oh. being the same thing. Well, she said there that we've got to admit that there are. That she's she she tries to be moderate because she says we, what I'm saying is oh there are good trans men and there are good trans women and there are good police officers. But what I'm interested in is those people. It's like there are no, there is no threat from trans women. The threat is from misogynistic police. Yeah, well, they, they would... always try and paint this picture that you know, an aggressive male is the same as a trans woman. You know, but it's it's like it's a totally ridiculous thing to do. You know, trans women are not aggressive males. Well, it, it doesn't see that 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 isn't. I mean, yeah, that's true. But but what comes across is that she doesn't give a toss about any of that because if she did, she'd recognise that the police is systemically misogynist, and it's that culture that is leading to the problem. It's not yeah. trans people or, well, she, or anything. She kind of totally know. ignores the fact that trans women faced exactly the same misogynistic problems as, uh, as, as cisgendered women. So, she, you know, but, just ignores but, that fact. But it's kind of like a script she's reading. You know, if, if it was true that trans women were, you know, as aggressive as men, wouldn't trans women be attracting trans women? <laughs> it's like they don't do that. Uh, well, I don't want to go there. No, but I you know what I mean. It's like, <laughs> have you ever heard of an incident of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But maybe, it's not, maybe for different it's reasons. Never, it's not got anything to do with the police. <coughs> yeah, different reasons. I know. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean, bitchiness. Yeah, I'm not talking got, about bitchiness. I'm talking about. But the thing, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm being silly there. Being but what, I'm, what the point I'm making is that she refuses to look at the actual issue here. Yeah. The reason she was employed. Right. And who are these police commissioners? Do you know what what the it winds me up so much that somebody like her They are elected. Yeah, but, I, I'm not sure she was quite as uh, honest about all this transphobia oh, pre-election. Don't, but anyway. Don't let's carry on. Do we you know what? Do you disagree? When it comes uh, to what? electing things like that, it's not a play, it's not a level playing field, so Right, so I think I think uh, I think Dan's just about to ask you what you think. Hang on. Well, I don't totally disagree. She did make some points. I mean, in the cases of vulnerable women, people that maybe you know need a bit of extra care, you know, police deal with a lot of challenging behaviours. People deal with people at very extreme levels of stress. This yeah. is something that police officers have to take into consideration. What I would like to ask: How many trans police officers are there in the Surrey area? Now, okay, before we before we reveal the answer, did you check to see how many there were, Frida? Well, I did look at it, but it's very hard to find. It's a hard thing to find, yeah. Because of confidentiality and things like that. But I looked at the Daily Mail article and I thought, well, if the Daily Mail can't unearth some dirt like that, then it's probably not it's non-existent because it's the Daily Mail's job to go and find... I mean, they have found trans police officers and made a mockery of them and made them look silly. And that's their job to do that. So I thought if there's one in Surrey, they'll have found her. Yeah, that's fine. But out. they haven't. Let's they see haven't. how many there are. That's a really good question, actually. And I don't know. I've asked. I've asked. Of course you don't know because there are none. So, you know, <laughs> straight away she's admitted, oh, yeah, there's none. Um, I don't know. 
you know, so so it's obvious that there's no there's not a problem in Surrey because mm. there are none. There have been no cases. There's no there's no trans police officers causing this problem. So, uh, yeah, so again, once again, where's this? Where has all this come from? So exactly. So so we know now that this story only exists for one or two reasons, and I suspect the main reason is to drive a fear narrative about trans people uh, strip searching. They always use that. Yeah, undefined level of so strip it's a searching. So there's a sexual dimension to that. They yeah. love that. May a four star to love. But they don't talk about sex- any of the details that we just spoke about around yeah. the different levels and who can do because what at what level. they are pathologically obsessed with the idea that trans people are only sexually be sexual beings yeah. um, and it's a misogynistic attitude transposed to trans people from women like say the way they talk about sex workers sometimes is exactly the same way they talk about trans women because they can only ever see us as a, a kind of sexual threat so so to link strip searching with trans people is a double whammy that the daily mail will run with because it, it provides a salacious narrative and also a fear narrative yeah yeah okay and that's and that's where they're going with that no that, that's but actually not true no. i'm conscious of, of particularly i'm conscious of one because that person emailed well, me today so, so, so this one this one police officer presents you with the to the, the, need, the need to have an article in the daily mail and come onto a national tv station and talk about that when you 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 were char- your job was to look into misogyny and the police force but what you're doing is looking the wrong way while you're doing this you're not looking at misogyny and the police force you know, so what is your job exactly? So, yeah, what is her job? I mean, she's looking at this trans police officer issue. Meanwhile, no. there's, a, there's a lot of misogyny going on in the police force that she's ignoring. Now, if I was a cynical person... Not like you, Frida. I would say that she was put there by right-wing forces. Now, when I say right-wing, I'm talking Tory. I'm talking so, uh, authoritarian... I'm talking conservative, and she's she's placed there. What you mean in that on, job? In the job, she, I know she was voted for, but she was. Yeah, but you have to at, be nominated. You don't. I mean, you can't she, just put your hand up and say vote for me, can you? It's, exactly. So she's been amplified by people like the LGB uh, Alliance and Sex Matters and whatever links those things together. Which I don't. You know, it's real. You know. It comes back to the new culture forum and Tufton Street and all that. I'm sure I don't have the map of that, but it, it does exist. It would be interesting to look into how she became the PCC, just to kind of understand like who were the candidates, what was her campaign based well, you on. You see, they, they, all these that things kind of, are, kind of stuff. these things are very difficult to prove as because it, because it's conspiratorial, and and once you start looking into it in that sense, you do look like a you just. Yeah, you know, a David Icke kind. But you of can go back and it. look at, you know, how did she become the PCC? What was her campaign based on? But, Who funded it? But the campaign it? was based on well after the after the whole kind of, you know, Me Too movement and the Wayne Cousins thing. There was a need in the police to put women in control. So of, do, do we think that she got that job based on promises to try and do something yeah. about misogyny? Yes, she and now did. she's looking the other way. But she's been bought, yeah, 
by these people who want to change that narrative. Because because it goes back to this idea, right? The the turfs always say they're fighting for women's rights, don't they? Um, but in reality, they're not. We know they're not because the same people, the same misogynistic press, the Daily Mail, uh, the Sun, the Express, the Telegraph, the same people will will amplify them. So they don't present any challenge to the status quo because if they did, they wouldn't be boosted in that way. Yeah, right. Let's carry on. Is it to find the one trans officer and make an issue of that or is it to help women? Is it, and, and, if, and if I was a police officer, would you have a problem with me uh, searching a woman? And when you say strip search, that just means taking a coat off. There are very different levels of strip searching. OK, you've made, you've made some good points there, Frida, so let's let Lisa respond. Yeah, so my job as a police and crime commissioner is, is, of course, quite a wide one. My job is to, is to hold chief constable to account on, on behalf of the people of in, in my, in my uh, particular case, Surrey. But I also do take a very particular interest in the safety of, uh, of women and girls and male violence in particular. But- against women and girls across across Surrey. But it's not just Surrey where I care about women. I care about women right across the country. Yeah, but your job, is Surrey. Your, your, your job is based in Surrey and there were 23,000 sexual assault and sex-based crimes in Surrey uh, this year. So that was actually last year, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I read that statistic on the Surrey crime statistic, but <clears throat> when I when I, I I said this year, but I, the thing is, I was reading. Yeah, you're a year that, be, you're a year behind. Yeah, the stat came out this year. Right. Okay. Let's let's but carry the, on. But but obviously the stats are always a year behind. So yeah. All right. But Just what, to what clarify that. What she's saying there is because I pulled her up on the idea of Surrey. Yeah, of which she has jurisdiction. She says, "Well, I care about women." Oh, yeah, I mean, she's she's about to. She's. I think she's about to say that she cares about everybody in the whole world now. So let's just <laughs> let's just hear what she's going to say here. <laughs> and looking at trans women isn't going to change that. And and what we find is that when people do look the wrong way, that's when perpetrators go unchecked. This is why Wayne Cousins was allowed to be a police officer for so long because people are looking the wrong way. And, you know, activists like... Do you think this is a distraction, Frida? Is that what you're saying? So, yeah. Is it a distraction? Well, it's a kind of a distraction, but it's a kind of... It's it's a kind of thing where... um, Trans women, yet again, it's always trans women. I mean, I know they talk yeah. about trans men, and you know that that there is a lot of you know anti-transition to do with mutilation of bodies about trans men. But it comes down to trans women because this store, these stories, are kind of like I said before, they have like two dimensions. They have a fear narrative and a sexual narrative, and trans women have always been portrayed that way and it just is a lazy thing it's, a, it's lazy thinking it, it it allows it allows people to write stories and and make up a kind of i mean i don't know what it is it's it's almost like that they they can only hear themselves because because like the re- one of the reasons i wanted to go on this program is because Normally, there would be. No, I wouldn't be there. It'd be Dan Wooten. It'd be her, and possibly somebody that agrees with her. Yeah. So at and, least you did, at least you went on and disrupted the normal 
um, flow of things a little bit. Somebody has got to be the glitch in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was. Because oh, you can see Dan Wooten's face. If you watch the video... Dan's been pretty see... quiet up to this point. He's, he's kind of got that stunned look on his face. You know, he's not really making any comments at all. Well, I'll tell you something now. Dan wasn't expecting me. <laughs> and I'm quite shocked that he didn't actually shut me down because... No, he didn't. He was, he was kind of trying to understand, you know, whether you... Well, thought it was a, a distraction, these... and is it? I mean, the, it does seem to have distracted them from what they're supposed to be doing, in a way. But these things I'm saying are not radical. Oh no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the only radical. thing I'm saying is, hang on a minute, isn't this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 go on. Pardon, sorry, Dan. You you think this is a distraction? I fully understand the need in certain. Ser- I, I work for the ambulance service. When I go to attend a lady, I'm fully aware she may be very vulnerable in that situation. But my transness, she's not. I've never met somebody who's looking at me being trans. They just want help. Um, but it, I know it's a different situation in the police because you're dealing with people who've perhaps committed some. You know, they might have a knife on you. Don't know that we don't know the reason why you're searching someone. So that's a completely different situation. But what I'm saying, the trans part is not the important part. The, the important part is that civil servant, the person that's working on behalf of the police, is doing the best job they can. It's got... Yeah, so not civil servants, I don't think. I meant public servant. Public, yeah, public was, servant, I, yeah. I was getting a bit... Getting a bit hyper there, weren't you? You're getting a bit... Yeah, and uh, the thing I said there about the ambulance service, I wasn't going to say that at first because I, I felt I don't want to talk about work. But the reason I wanted to make that point is because... You know, people people are not looking at me and going, this is a trans woman. <laughs> you just think it, it doesn't matter to them if they're in a, a, in a stressful situation, they need help. Yeah. You know, this this sexual so dimension like all the yeah. time about people trans, you know, sod that. Yeah, right? but you know, when, when someone goes to their doctor or their, G, you know, the GP, you know, there's, there's a lot of times when your GP isn't the same sex as you and that, you know, yeah. they do intimate things well the, the thing is there I should mean, be a witness to that <clears throat> well there is they always bring in a, a, you know a third person to well, witness yeah, but, just in case and that is to protect the gp <laughs> it's to protect the gp and the patient yeah but you know i think in that situation when you're going to your gp you know it's optional you know you could change a gp if you want i know there's lots of problems around doing that but you know and trans healthcare as a whole is a bit of a mess but mm. it is possible to change a GP if you don't like the one you've got, you know. So, but well, the, in a the, police situation, it's a bit different. You mm. couldn't, you, you know, you can't really say, I don't want to be arrested by these police. Can I be arrested by some other police? You can't really do <laughs> exactly. that. No. You know, so, yeah. But there will be other officers around. So that's the point I'm kind of making. <clears throat> well, you see, that bit where I mentioned um, the ambulance service and me attending a lady... Attending a lady, um, I thought that was quite a, a, a funny way of putting it. But yeah, cool. Well, I was I was going to say woman, and I thought, well, no, I'm going to say lady because it, I want to respect that. You know, I'd sound more respectful. I don't know why. Yeah, no, cool. But anyway, um, Sarah Fillimore picked up on that from oh, we are from Fair Cop because obviously they're in con- they are in uh, communication with Lisa Townsend. I'm surprised they didn't she- have one of them on here actually for this interview. Oh yeah, they probably would have asked. Yeah. 
And I might actually confront Sarah Fillimore at some point in the future if I do this again. And I don't have no fear of doing that because they have so much dirt on Sarah Fillimore. It's unbelievable, but I'm not going to go there. But what I'm going to say is she retweeted that and say, I shouldn't be working for the ambulance service because I wouldn't respect her because she has a gender critical view. No, for one thing, why? how would I know? I, I mean, I might recognize Sarah Fillimore, but how would I know somebody had a gender critical view by looking at them in the street? She's got it tattooed on her forehead. I don't but know. somebody could recognize that I'm trans. They could say, oh, she's tall for a girl. <laughs> her voice is a bit, you know, they could discriminate yep. because of the way <clears throat> I present, right? But yep. I'm not, I don't know if somebody's gender critical. But the Just point by looking at them. Yeah, the angle she was going for. I said, you can always tell, though, Frida. You can always tell when someone's trying to well, you, you can, can always tell. Them. You can always spot them in a crowd. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, the point Sarah Fillimore was trying to make is I shouldn't be working for the ambulance service because I would discriminate. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a I bizarre mean, how thing to say. Upside down is that? How, how far down the rabbit hole have you got to be to think that? Yeah. You know, unbelievable. Anyway, we continue. The trans bit doesn't matter. It no, matters in certain. I, I would agree. And I, I, the problem isn't the trans bit. The, the problem, I think, is self-ID. And you... So the problem isn't the trans bit? Is, is that what she just said? Having spent, yeah, the, she, she kind having of spent the previous 20 minutes saying that so she, that was the problem? Yeah, so now she's going for the self-ID angle. So it's not the transition now. Now, it's, now the problem is self-ID. So let's, let's mm. listen to what she's saying now. You mentioned, Frida mentions um, Wayne Cousins, who of course is unfortunately a really uh, unfortunate but good example of where we know that not all police officers, unfortunately, um, are are quite the people that we want them to be or we believe they are. Now, my concern was self-ID. Self-ID. What was, so how would self-ID change that? You know, so potentially... So, Frida, I'm happy to answer your question, Frida. Um, so, so the potential problem with self-ID is if you have a police officer, um, and this, this accounts for lots of other areas, including prisons, if you have a police officer who, who does have a desire to, to do something to women that, that let's, uh, none of us would be happy with, um, self-ID mm-hmm. would allow that person to self-ID into that situation, and then the MPCC guidelines say, well, then that person is allowed to, to intimately search a woman. So she's, again, once again, she's assuming automatically that a trans woman would want to do the same as Wayne Cousins. Exactly. You know, it's like, what on earth is happening in her brain? She's also trying to wedge in the self-ID issue. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't know about you, Vicky, but I don't think that the kind of people that Wayne Cousins was are going to the post office no. to send off for a gender no. recognition sticker. You know, it does take a long time and a lot of stressful stuff to get that even, gender even, recognition even if, even if it was self-ID, I don't think that's going to be a factor and plus in it's the a, mind plus it's, of you know, the, the Scottish reforms evil. that are coming through, if you do that, it's a criminal act, you mm. know. But, but in the mind of a... a in the mind of somebody, it just doesn't that is, happen. It doesn't happen. It's just you know, it's made it's so, made up. So it's make believe. So to, so to link trans women with that, or trans, you know, anything, anything, you know, like it's like when people say, um, you know, there's a link between crime and black people. So therefore, we've got to stop 
doing you know like it's the same well you know if you were to take her argument to its fulfillment you, you know what you would do you would banish all men wouldn't you yeah so why aren't we doing well, that well I'm, I'm up for that why don't we do that then <laughs> that would solve the problem wouldn't it yeah everybody should start taking female hormones right now <laughs> <laughs> because you know what actually that would be the solve the problem make everybody trans but they won't, they won't do that. They're probably not going to do that, Frida. But, yeah. Chemical castration is a human rights issue. Unless... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's carry on. Um, so that's where I have an issue. Now, I do, I do take issue with somebody telling me no, about no. the issues I can and can't care about. I care about male violence against women. I care about a lot of other issues as well. She cares but this is something that, yeah, I do feel strongly about because the women of Surrey but... write to me and tell me that it bothers them. And... Uh, hang on. The women of Surrey write to me and tell me what, what, what bothers them. So she, is she saying that there's women in Surrey writing to her about trans police officers, you know, doing I'll tell you what searches on them when there aren't any trans police officers in Surrey. Is that what she's saying? I'll tell you what she's saying. She's saying she's had letters from people that watch GB News. Yeah. She's had letters from people that read the Daily Mail. She's probably Mail. had a lot of letters from gender critical people trying to egg her on. She's had letters from people that follow the LGB Alliance. Yeah. Who are scribbling away with the little devil scratchings saying we hate trans women. Mm. But they can't say that so they'll say I don't want trans women in the police. I don't want trans women doing this. <coughs> and the reason they don't is because they've been scared to death by shit like this. Yeah. I'm sorry to swear, but that's the fact of the matter. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's like, okay. it's, like a, it's like the snake that eats itself. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, our man in the middle is about to say something here. Frida, I'll give you the final word. Final word to Frida. But I'm done for that. Well, though. I just find this thing performative because we know Lisa has worked with the LGB Alliance, who are a known trans hostile group. She does work with them. She's worked with We Are First. She spoke to people from We Are First. We know. That I don't think it's fair no... to describe about the LGB Alliance as trans, uh, as anti-trans. Well, I don't think you could describe it as anything else, to be honest. I don't think you could describe them as trans. Are they trans friendly? Do they do they do trans kind of support and stuff like that? You know, are they trans supportive? I haven't noticed if they are. The thing I have noticed is that they do these conferences where they invite all kinds of weird and unpleasant people and they have these weird kind of dinosaur discos and things and it's all about anti-trans. It's nothing to do with LGB. Well, they're very careful, aren't they, about... <laughs> what they actually put on their own Twitter feed now. But if you I look historically into their tweets and who's liking those tweets and who's yeah, tweeting I mean, yeah, those I tweets. Mean, and you look at the LGB Alliance branches in other countries, you know, they're just as transphobic or even worse. So how they can how they can say that they're not an anti-trans organisation, I do not know. Another, another thing you can tell Open is lie. how many news outlets gave give Bev Jackson a platform and where are those news outlets coming from because you'll see her on Spiked Online you'll see her on Unheard you'll see her on GB News you'll see her on Talk Radio and what do all these organisations have in common well I'll only say one word and that word is Breitbart 
Yeah. And if you know what that means, yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. All right, let's hear your final word then. Are you sure, Dan? Do you want to see some of the tweets? Do you want to have a look at who follows them and what? I certainly don't because I know who it's going to be. And what the content of their mentions are because it's not pretty, Dan. And they call people like, they call me to my uh, on Twitter a pedophile because of this kind of discourse. And this happens on a daily basis. It's not a joke anymore. And somebody's going to get hurt. And it will be because of these kind of words. An okay, innocent well, trans person is going to get hurt. Okay, well, it's been a fascinating debate. Thank you so much for having it. That is the host of the Gender Nebulous podcast, Frida Wallace. That's you, honey. Yeah, I mean, I was getting a bit emotional at the end there because it is true. I mean, it was only just the day, the same day that somebody was calling me a groomer. Yeah. And I, all I was doing, I wasn't, I don't think I was saying anything particularly controversial, but one thing that happened was that there was, there was a, a story about Balenciaga and Balenciaga had made an advert that featured a child now you know it adverts featuring children whatever but the way this was weaponized within the the right wing is that they're all you know all these people are, are groomers and pedophiles now i don't i'm not i don't agree with that advert i'm not i'm not saying that was a good move or anything but child models you're gonna you're worrying about that you know what i mean <laughs> you know I mean, I'm, honestly, you know, when we know that shit goes on in care and in foster homes <clears throat> and in, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I just, these people are abhorrent and they, they, they can look at us and they can throw that shit and we have no recourse. It's very hard for me to do anything about that. And the bit I said at the end is somebody's going to get hurt. I genuinely believe that. I believe yeah, it's only it could a... it could lead to that all this uh, it's, negativity. It's, it's a matter of time, honestly. I mean, if you look at the stuff on Trans Safety Network, you know the stuff that Mallory posts and and researches. It's like people don't take hate crimes seriously. Mm. They don't, and somebody, and it will be coming from their that discourse it's not going to come from any, you know if, if if enough members of the public start to believe that because somebody is trans they're linked in some way to wrongdoing or you know sexual sexually predatory behavior and the daily mail keep doing what they're doing then something is gonna something horrible is gonna we, we've seen things in america we've seen you know I know it's you know the, and it's hard not to sound hyperbolic when you're talking about this stuff and say, look, you, these people are terrorists. Some of I consider certain people on that gender critical side terrorists, and it's not it's not a it's not a word I use lightly, but they are going to cause some kind of incident where somebody gets hurt, and you know. That's how I feel about it. That's why I, that's yeah. why I went on that program. Yeah. So looking back now, is it, you know, how how do you kind of feel about the experience? Well, I'm, I, I, the thing that came came out of it was I managed to get my point across. Yeah. And 
Lisa Townsend didn't really have anything to come back with. And I think Dan Wooten, I was really worried about because he could he controls the narrative there. And he could have say he could have shut me up. But he didn't do that. He let me have my flaw. And I'm and I respect him for that. He did. I and mean G- GB that, News got... is not something I watch, it's not something I would watch. I would don't think I would ever go on. Um you know, I know it's a bit controversial going on and kind of you may get accused of platforming in a way, but mm. that I mean that's not the intention. You know, well, you like went I you said, went on there to be the voice of a trans person, which is very rarely heard. I mean, it's not GB News is probably well, not the best even, place to even, do it. But, even know. that, I'm not speaking as a trans person necessarily. I'm treating no, I'm speaking, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm speaking as somebody that's you're saying, "Look, as, this is bullshit. This is bullshit." Yeah, you're speaking as Frida Wallace. That's true. But but it's but it's the it's the transness that gives me that fuel to do it. Yeah, that's all. And yeah. and 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 somebody did contact me after I'd done that. One of the producers, or I don't know, one of the teams said you were really good. You know, we had well, there was a cheer in the room when you said what you said. You know, and that is because their team is young people, yeah, the people that do yeah. the running around, the GB Probably News. All they're cheering, not, you, cheering you on in the background. They're not G. They're not bloody Nigel Farage, are they? they they're people that are probably paid shit money for for like making these people coffee. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's it. That's our. That's the review of of your uh, your appearance on GB News. And I'm glad I did it. And um, the main takeaway for me was uh, that Lisa Townsend's a bit thick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and a bit disappointed she, why, that uh, a PCC, why, somebody who who's in a position like that, that has that kind of authority you know, is using that position to have a go at trans people in this way when clearly there is much more important things to be doing mm. around, you know, violence towards women. Um, but don't you think, yeah, you know... The, the point you made about you're looking the wrong way, I think that's that's my takeaway line. Yeah. Well, I use that a lot now because I think that... That's well, it's very true, isn't do. it? I mean, they are looking the wrong way. If that's what they're coming on a BBC... Sorry, not a BBC, but... Uh, a GB news show to talk about and not talking about the other issues that really need to be talked about. Yeah, they're it's talking about the wrong you, thing. They're it's interesting you flo- your Freudian slip there because yeah, you said... well, B- it feels very much like the BBC. In a way. The BBC do this. They do. And, 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 and they need to be challenged and I'm very much up for it. But the thing is, um, it depends who the producer is, it depends who the presenter is and they, go, they, they will go through this and see if this is what a risk worth am i a risk worth taking on on the you know what i mean i think we'll that we'll sign ourselves off there frida and say goodbye to our lovely listeners thank you for listening please subscribe yeah please don't like to subscribe please come back okay. again i am the glitch in the matrix frida is the glitch <laughs> she looks like a glitch look at her she's a glitch look at her glitching <laughs> <laughs> all right We'll say our bye-byes. Can you put an effect on that? <laughs> <laughs> See what I can do in the in the editing room. Mm. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.